This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the We BR Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Weston-Broom's Women's Advancement Commission. Welcome, this is Mayor Sharon Weston-Broom, and you are listening to the We BR Podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. We invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Today, I am joined by my co-host, Dima Gowie, a Women's Advancement Commission member, author of Breaking Bases, and a sought after speaker and professional coach. Thank you, Mayor Broom. It is a pleasure to be here and to serve as part of the commission. Our guest today is Ashley Shelton, Executive Director of the Power Coalition. The Power Coalition uses a broad-based strategy that combines community organizing, issue advocacy, and civic action all while increasing the capacity of community organizations throughout the state to sustain and hold the work. Before her role at the Power Coalition, Ashley was the vice president of programs at the Louisiana Disaster Recovery Foundation, LDRF, now the Foundation for Louisiana. In that role, she managed a system of integrated value-added programs in the aftermath of Hurricanes Katrina and Rita. Ashley believes in building local, state, and national partnerships to develop and nurture civic engagements throughout the state. Ashley, welcome to our WeBR podcast. So happy to be here. Well, we're so happy to have you here, Ashley. Now, Ashley, I feel like I have been knowing you since you were a college student. It is true. And so that's, I'm always dating myself. I've been knowing (laughs) folks for a long time, but uh, I am so delighted to have you here on the podcast and uh, to talk about your work, uh, your very impactful work. And so how did you come to do the work that you're doing right now? So I always uh, tease folks that I am so intrinsically a Baton Rouge girl. I went to Baton Rouge High. I went to LSU. I worked for the Baton Rouge Area Foundation, which was my first job straight out of college. And um, in that role, kind of as director of grant making, I had the opportunity to really learn our community in every possible way. And so whether we were regranting dollars to uh, the Boys and Girls Club or thinking about new strategic initiatives to move the city of Baton Rouge forward, um, you know, like that, you know, like... You know, like that's kind of my start in this work. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things about philanthropy that you learn very early on is that it doesn't matter how much access to money you have or how close to people with power you are, um, that there is still work to be done. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we think that, the you know, my pathway to the current work was that I've, you know, I've worked in philanthropy most of my career and had access to lots of resources and lots of people with power, but we really couldn't get to change at scale. Mm -hmm. And so you know, the civic engagement and voter engagement work that I do right now is really about how do we how do we get the engine of this car moving? Mm -hmm. And it's really the people. So you do see the uh, manifestation of your desire to build uh, and to have uh, um, projects that you can see are making an impact. 
Absolutely. You know, we've been doing this people-centered work for the last, you know, I mean, I've been, I feel like I've been doing it all my life. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the work of the Power Coalition really has been about people being people-centered and then trying to focus on how do we solve problems in real time? And then also, too, how do we, like, bridge the gap between elected leaders and the needs and wants of the people and community at every level of government? I, I'll let you all in on a little secret one of my heart's desires is to be a big philanthropist. Right now, I do philanthropy at a very minimal level <laughs> because of my uh, salary and income. I do give, but I want to give big to uh, causes that I believe in, to um help empower people. Uh, so that's my heart's desire. You know, when you're a philanthropist and you have money to give away and stuff, mm-hmm. you don't have to, you know, be bothered with a lot of the yin-yang and all that. You just give and you see your 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 giving help um, the manifestation of the work that you believe in. So that's a whole nother story. Yeah, but, but, any, but it's anyway, so exciting and yeah. it's, it's an opportunity to innovate, right? Like yes, that, yes. The thing that innovate I love about create. it, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. most is that you can innovate and create things that you couldn't without yeah. the resources to do so. Absolutely. Mayor um, Broom, now everybody's going to come to you. I said yeah, I don't yeah. have any money now. now. Okay. So. <laughs> when I become, you know, we have a running joke in my office uh, with my CAO, Derek. He's he's always on me. He's like Marvin's going to get you because you give him away all your paycheck, and then, you know <laughs> we have events, and then I spontaneously go into my Oprah Winfrey mode. <laughs> you get a check, you get a check, you get some money. You know, not a car yet, but you know. <laughs> so uh, that's I, I really I really want to do that. But at any rate, what is the greatest lesson that you've learned in your career, Ashley? You know that relationships matter. Oh, that's what I love that. Tell yeah. us more. So, you know, one of the things that um, I think that has served me well throughout my career has been, you know, being able to connect, connect people and to connect and grow networks. Mm-hmm. And so I, I tease folks. I was like, from the time you get up until the time you go to bed, you there are a series of relationships that you're engaging in throughout the entire day. And, you know, and what you do with those engagements, what you do with those relationships, how you treat people and and then how you, you move, you know, like and how you move in this work, I think, you know, has been a real gift to me, a real mm. gift um, that folks always want to, you know, want to understand, like, what, Ashley, what's your superpower? And I was like, the the actual magic is just that I've been good to people. Um, I treat people how I want to be treated. And um, and then I have worked with folks to, to do things that are really hard to do. And, uh, you know, you show up and you do the things you say you're going to do and um, follow through and, you know, and, and hopefully you get it back in return. And so for me, that's been one of the greatest, you know, lessons learned is that, you know, like the, the trajectory of so much of the work that I've done has been a connection of relationships that I've had for almost 20 years. And so even though they're new ones that constantly come into play, you know, it's it's always just, you know, it's always been a gift to be able to have a circle of um, of women that have always nurtured me, supported me. Um, and, you know, and I even think about how long we've known each other, uh, Mayor Broom, and how, you know, like over the years, we've been able to work together and to improve, you know, our community. You know, um, what you just said is one of those drop the mic moments, you know, because I consistently uh, say to people that life is about relationships, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, I I can even think back when I was in school, Dima, Mm -hmm. uh, I know that a lot of my academic success was because 
of the relationships I built with my teachers. Now, don't get me wrong. I was pretty smart kid, but, you know, I even back then, I was about developing relationships, you know. We might have called it the teacher's pet, you know, but, but you know, it was it, it, the whole the whole principle of how relationships are important and how the world really circles around those relationships that you build and, you know, not burning the bridges and, you know, recognizing that, um, we all have something to give to one another. It's room enough out there for all of us to Absolutely. do the work. Let's celebrate, especially when it comes to women. You know, yeah. we need to we need to do a better job. And, and we're getting there. I'm not being too critical, but we need to do a better job of celebrating each other. We also need to do a better job of opening up doors for one another Absolutely. as well. So that's, I think we'll talk about that in a broader context, uh, context at a later date. But what are you most proud of? You know, I so I would tell you the answer to that is is twofold. Um, it's kind of morphed, right? So I think the work that I did after Hurricanes Katrina, uh, Rita, Gustav, and I, uh, <laughs> um, you know, like is the work that I'm the mo- you know that I've always been the most proud of. The opportunity to um, to restore people, um, mm. um, to be able to um, you know engage in com- community directly and not only solve the immediate problems but also look at systemic solutions and so you know focusing on housing and getting people back into their homes um, we did a ton of policy work during that time to you know create more affordable housing um, you know and to kind of broaden open broaden and open up a conversation about poverty in our state um, and also too focusing on small businesses as mm-hmm. the engines that actually drive community has been super exciting and so um, you know and so you know Thousands of people later, mm-hmm. um, that work. You know, we we had Bush Clinton Katrina funds. Um, you know, and to be responsible and accountable to back to community, I think is, you know, is the work that um, you know that I you know that's close to my heart. Mm-hmm. And you know, but the the twofold part is that the other thing that I've learned though is that you know even with all of that money, even with all of that access, you know, that we still weren't getting enough money to the ground, and we weren't being we weren't solving problems for for people mm-hmm. in real time. And um, and that's kind of how the Power Coalition was born, was that something's missing. And for me, it was really like, how are we going to get people to really, you know, you know, drive their own solutions in their community? And how are we going to bridge that gap and make sure that they're talking to decision makers in their community and and doing that work? And so so much of, you know, like, you know, we've done a couple of campaigns over the last couple of years. But this this 2019 GOTV get out to vote work, um, you know, is kind of, you know, I'm super proud. Out of it, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, African American folks in the state of Louisiana voted. You know, uh, almost you know, we're thirty one percent of the population mm-hmm. in the state of Louisiana, and thirty point nine percent of African Americans voted in this, in this most recent uh, statewide election for the runoff. And that, you know, we had eight field offices across the state. We had a hundred canvassers. We had a thousand volunteers. Students from universities across the state, you know, all come together to say what kind of state they wanted to live in. Our work is nonpartisan, so. It wasn't about a candidate it was about you know like how are we what do we want what mm-hmm. message do we want to send about the kind of louisiana we want to live in i awesome. didn't know about these percentages it's so amazing mm-hmm. and now it's exciting wow. it's and exciting. as i hear you talk about your journey i know you mentioned earlier your overall journey but i'm always fascinated like what got you to do this what was the first step 
you know, because one, the first step was that, you know, and it's so funny because I, I don't know if a lot of folks have done leadership Baton Rouge, but they make you write a letter to yourself. Okay. Um, and so, and then, and then they mail it to you at the end of the, the, the year. And so, which this letter really freaked me out because I forgot <laughs> that I wrote, <laughs> I forgot I wrote the letter. And, um, and in the letter, it was so, I just, it was literally one paragraph, but the heart of the letter was Ashley, you know, you're working in philanthropy, but actually the answers you seek are going to be in doing more policy advocacy work. So wow. that was the first thing. And that was, wow. I, you know, I was probably a couple of years into my work at the Baton Rouge Area Foundation. Now, it wouldn't manifest into what I currently do until a little bit later because it was just that, you know, I tell folks I love philanthropy. Um, mm-hmm. And and much like you, Mayor Broom, I mm-hmm. said, you know, God, like, let me be rich so, so that I can show yeah. people how to do it and be happy and, and you know, <laughs> yeah. and serve, you know, like, and truly serve, um, you know, community in real ways. Um, which all philanthropy does, but I mean, yeah. I just, I just think you can do it and be happy. I was right. like, I think you can exactly. do it and um, have joy in your heart. Exactly. I think you can do it and, um, you know, and do just unprecedented change, right? Like right. to break systems and you know, kind of bust through really hard things that you know, hard to talk about in our community. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and so, but so fast forward a couple of years, and um, it was really Hurricane Katrina. We did, we wow. had fifty million from Bush, Clinton, Katrina. Wow! But there was fifty billion that was coming down from the federal government and that was the first recognition that like so no matter how much money we had which was a ton of money right it was a lot that the reality was you know was that we had to make that 50 billion actually matter to people mm-hmm. on the ground like that 50 billion couldn't just wow. be um, you know consumed in the ether um, while people were in such great pain after yeah. those storms and yeah. so I think that that was really what triggered it for me was like trying to fight that fight and so we did the equity and inclusion campaign which is a three state federal level campaign mm-hmm. and we advocated and we was able to secure the second, you know, work with Mary Landrew and her office to secure that second mm-hmm. payment mm-hmm. Um, that came to the state of Louisiana that really allowed us to begin the process to mm-hmm. truly recover in a real way. And not just the state and what are in the infrastructure and all of those things, but people. And yeah. um and so that's kind of, you know, a long way to say that, you know, like that's when you start to figure out like where money and power and how it really works um, and the, the the very wide chasm between sometimes, you know, money, power and, wow. and people. Such so. an impressive journey. Wow. It is. And it is. It's interesting as you were talking how we know what we want. Like your letter freaked you out a year later, but you already knew right. the direction. We just need to listen to ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. I wish I could find that letter I wrote myself. I'd be real <laughs> curious about Maybe it. that letter said run to be a mayor. That was a hundred years ago. I can't find mine. Although I was in leadership. I was in the the early leadership classes, the Baton Rouge um, uh, leadership, that yeah. one, and then I was in leadership Louisiana, right. and I, I like as I said, I think I was on the the very early end of the involvement of those classes. So, who knows where that letter is? But <laughs> what what advice other than the uh, which is such a significant point, uh, the need to develop relationships? What advice do you have for other women? You know, I think that um, you know, there's been so much that's happened in the last uh, the last year, maybe even eighteen last eighteen months. You know, for for me, but I think also for this country, and I think that. 
You know, my, my advice is that it, you know, which is also connected to kind of, you know, really developing relationships is that, you know, one, to take up space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we are constantly told to, you know, like to make it work, um, to push through um, because we've got to get to an outcome. And what that typically means is that we make ourselves smaller so that we can get through to an outcome and do the right thing for community or whomever it is. And I think, you know, my advice to women is that like, it's time to push back and to say that, you know, like, you know, the things that I that are actually stopping me from being agreeable or, you know, or the easy person in the meeting is, is stuff that I actually fundamentally, you know, mm-hmm. really care about. And mm-hmm. so, no, I'm not going to pass on <laughs> having the hard conversations. I'm not going to pass on, you know, um, you know, folks being uncomfortable with me yeah. in the moment. And I had to learn that, though. That's a you know, that's a. Um, it's a it's a thing, yeah, right? It's a skill yeah. that you develop over time. About no, I'm not going to be apologizing for who right. I am, my upbringing, my you know, like my the things that I believe in, and we can work through it. Right? But it, I'm be, you know, it mm-hmm. might be uncomfortable, but we, but we can work through it. That's um, great. Advice. But I'm not going to concede, mm-hmm. you know, my viewpoint just because we need to get to an outcome because mm-hmm. we can still get to one That's without me, yeah, losing it is my voice. Extremely right? powerful. So do you? I mean, that's a powerful closing. But do you have any uh, message that you would like to leave with our listeners? Anything is possible. Oh, that's a great oh. one. Well. Another drop the mic moment. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many. I mean, you know, we literally in this last election, we did 1.2 million direct voter contact attempts. So, you know, I mean, almost, you know, 300,000 doors, 572,000 text messages. I, you know, I don't even know how many phones. I can't keep all the numbers in my head. But, you know, but collectively, you know, that we did that many doors. And when we, you know, kind of embarked on this journey, they said, you can't do it. They told me, that's so cute. Um, you're doing God's work. And I said, well, it is. God's work, um, but it's not cute. Okay. <laughs> I was like, it's hard work. And I was like, but by the grace of God, we're going to actually have an outcome that is that is about what the people want. Awesome. And um, and so for me, I just, it's like anything's possible because if you listen to folks and um, allow them to, you know, to kind of taint your dreams or your ambition or the things that you care about, um, they will do just that. And so believe in yourself, push through. And, um, and I think so many times women are discouraged um, to, to walk in the fullness of who they are. And, um, you know, I don't, you know, I, thankfully my parents told me there were no limits and yeah. so anything is possible. And so I just walk in that and, um, and I encourage other women to walk in that as well. Trust your, trust your instincts. That's a great, um, that's a great closing. And, and it's a good reminder for all of us, no matter what age we are, you yeah. know, um, mm-hmm great reminder. Dima? You, can ha- you can be a motivational speaker on the side too. You're really good at that. You just motivated me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's a fun question for you. If you had a guest visiting Bat- Baton Rouge for 24 hours, would w- where would you take uh, your guests? You know, it's so hard. I, I tease folks. I, you know, I have this saying. I always say that like everything I love is in this place. Um, and, and That's that is- a good thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> As mayor. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, I, I love Baton Rouge. I'm a Baton Rouge girl through and through. And so first I would take first, you know, the, the first thing you have to do is go and see the river from mm. at Southern University at the Bluffs. You have mm. to see it from that vantage point. Like that's the first thing. And so and then maybe stop at the blue store and get some fried chicken. Oh. <laughs> 
we'd wind our way through downtown. You know, one of the one of the gifts of philanthropy um, and, and and working at Baton Rouge Area Foundation. I, I, my first, the first thing I ever did was work on the redevelopment of downtown. Wow. And um, and so it's special to me. And so to kind of go through downtown, also cl- catch another glimpse of the river from tsunamis uh, yes. <laughs> from the balcony, yeah. um, and then you know, kind of make our way to the center of the city. And um, there's just you know, I you know, I always take everybody to get the hallelujah crab at Jubin's because oh, you of just course. need to have yeah. I mean it's so good I mean you know and it's just you can't people just are blown away they're like how did you get a crab to like even do that I was yeah. like because we're in Louisiana okay that's, that's how right. we <laughs> That's right. That's and so, awesome. um, and so for me, those are the you know. Um, I also had the you know the, the pleasure and the opportunity to be a key integral part of uh, developing the Children's Museum. Uh, knock knock. Oh wow. And um, and so one of the things too would be to you know also make sure that we made our way around and acted like kids for a little while and um, and then just enjoyed that resource and the wow. lakes. You know the LSU lakes are right there as well, and so we can walk off the Blue Store mm. Chicken and the <laughs> Hallelujah Crab. Yeah. But they'll just, need to walk after that. Yes, exactly. But they're just so many. Gyms um, in Baton Rouge, but um, you know, but it, like I said, everything I love is in this. Your guests place. are so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, I want to come on that tour with you. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Ashley, uh, for joining us today, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in to the WeBR podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month, and we invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Thanks for listening to the We Be Our Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Weston Broom's Women's Advancement Commission.